Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. This is our part two where we're going to get into our beer of the week and talk about Arnold. Uh, first of all, our beer of the week is from uh, Top Down Brewery in or Top Down Brewing in Sumner, Washington. And we're having the Cottonwood IPA, uh, which is a seasonal American IPA. It um, is Jason's sister. Uh, Holly and um, sister-in-law Megan's favorite watering hole. Did I say that right? I yes. was trying to reword that. Uh, the owners are Chad Cray and Greg Bird, and um, the Top Down Top Down's Cottonwood IPA, uh, seventy-seven IBUs, which we found out in a previous podcast was a uh, international bitterness unit, is leaning more towards the hoppier side. Oh no, not oh sorry, sorry. I was I was overstepping where I was gonna go, and um, I, I, we are gonna we're it. gonna try the beer now, and then that's my bad. I was then, getting away. I, then, I was just reading and reading and reading. So, Mr. Morgenthaler, you came in with some Cottonwood IPA, and it looked like it was in a giant can. Yeah, that so, was that was a giant giant can, like, so, so, almost like a growler, but not so, quite a growler. So, according to my sister and Megan, it's a half growler. What is a half growler? I don't know. Rock knows the I name. think we normally call that a, a crowler. A crowler. It's almost like you've taken can and growler and put them into one word. So is that 32 ounces? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's also a portmanteau, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to ask you, is that an example of portmanteau? I love a good portmanteau. I do, too. I'm actually so trying to what think of that? some other so examples now. Can you give me an example of a portmanteau? So a brunch. Por- a portmanteau is a word made when you blend two words. I think brunch is a great example. Um, I think another great oh, okay. example would be uh, breathalyzer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or what do you think about the term as another example of portmanteau uh, bromance? Oh, oh no, yeah. definitely. Um, Your bro and romance. Even... What about um, hangry? Oh, okay. I mean, I think these are all good examples of portmanteaus. And here on the view, from hungry the rock, and angry, hangry. Yeah, that's yeah. my wife. Uh, three days a week. Do you, so? I'll say I haven't looked up how to spell this. I assume swap has because you're looking at some stuff right now. But do you know how to spell this, Jason? Uh, the word again, port portmanteau. Portmanteau. So, so I might phonetically spell it. I think if you spell it <laughs> phonetically, you have a chance. Ish. But the end gets a little weird. Okay. So P O R T. So far, so good. Mm, very good. M A N. Yes. T O T. Correct? Portman Tot? <laughs> no, T. That was a good guess. No, I'm not done. Okay. T. Yeah. And then you said O. Okay, I'm done. I'm not doing O. Oh, what? <laughs> A- after we started shaking no, our heads, I was going to do I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, something with a W. Oh. Um, on the end. Portman Tau? Uh, I believe it's spelled P 
B-O-R-M-A-N-T-E-A-U, but I'm not sure if there's an X so there's at no the end of T. that. Is there an X? No, it's a T. Oh, T-E-U-X? T-E-A-U at the end. <sighs> it's, it's a French word mm-hmm. describing a two-part suitcase. It combines <laughs> the word port, which means to carry, and manteau, <laughs> meaning cloak. If you would have said French, I would have done the no T. Like maybe an A-U-X. Like the suitcase, a portmanteau word holds or carries the meaning of two or more words. Mm, That's that's beautiful. I love English. Let's get back to our beer. Um, Yeah, so this is interesting. Okay, so start tasting it. Tell me what you think. And if you can taste... Do you taste... Any of the grapefruit flavors. Yeah. I feel like you get some pininess. Okay. Yeah. Agree with that. You know, when I really slap it around in my mouth, kind of breaks it apart. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way. <laughs> oh, you can say that, but I can't say shit. <laughs> you know, you kind of press the beer up into the roof of your mouth with your tongue. All right. It, it's good. It's it's, it's, clean. A, it, it's that's clean. a great seasonal because I don't like a hazy. And my sister's like, hey, I, I'm like, what's the seasonal? Is it hazy? She goes, no. I said, okay, I'm in. What's the ABV on that? So it's 77 IBU or uh, IBU. Um, no, it's 7.1. Okay. And it's leaning more towards the hoppier side. Um, Clean bittering. It's a wood earthy floral yeah. and grapefruit flavors from the hops and what malt you, profile. What would you? Th- this is a, definitely a seasonal, and this is a great summer IPA. Dude, it's a gr- it's it's amazing. What do you think you would have this with in a perfect world, four in the afternoon on an eighty degree day in Anacortes? What would you have with the Cottonwood IPA? Like to I eat? think I would have a nice charcuterie uh, board. A, a, wait, a what? A board with meats and cheeses. <laughs> I mean, uh, I might even there. Well, I might even uh, do like our from Hawaii, like our Portuguese sausage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little. It's a little. Sw- it's not linguiça. Really? No. So we have Portuguese sausage from Hawaii. Mm. I'll so- give you one when you leave. Uh, so that's what we put in our uh, fried rice. Okay. So it's more, it's not a linguisa. It's more of a fattier, but it's it's sweet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get it from Hawaii. So that's how we did the fr- fried rice. So we can get it. We can't get it here. Now. We used to get it for a limited time at Costco. So when you when you put that in your fried rice, do you cut it into... Little medallions. Yes. Okay. And yeah, it's, still haven't tried that fried rice. Okay. So I know. So uh, I'm gonna give you uh, a couple Portuguese sausages t- tonight, mm. and I'm actually bringing those tomorrow to uh, the Fourth of July parties, mm. just freshly cooked. So do you put those between a bun? No, it's more of a poopoo platter. Do you know what a poo-poo platter is, Rock? Uh, no. A poo-poo platter is an appetizer platter in Hawaii. Oh. They call them poo-poos. 
And what is so when you say it? when you're like, would you like an appetizer? When you go there, they say they look at you funny. You mean a poo poo platter? So poo poos are appetizers. And so you would just have them be medallions. So with we little... no, like if we're doing it for a a platter, you just cut them like maybe half inch, one inch, well, and they're probably. Uh, maybe 12 to 14 inches long, and you just cut them up, fry them. Tightly cased. Yep. And then uh, just a little toothpick. Nice. That sounds awesome. Hot mustard. Oh, yeah. I love hot sweet or sweet hot mustard. I do, too. I love, you know, greatest mustard manufacturer out there right now, beaver mustard. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, what is the... Gotta the, love a good beaver mustard. Oh, my gosh. Is that the name of it? Because yeah. there's the beaver on it. Yeah. And I never remember what the actual no, name is. No, beaver mustard has infinitely many varieties. Hey, real quick, back on the beer. What oh, do you guys me, think? I think it's For a great... A, a seasonal? Yeah. IPA. Like, that's the one of the best seasonals I've ever had. Well, when you look because at it... Because it's always hazy. They're always hazy. Yeah, and look at this. It's it's beautiful. It's, yes. It's effervescent. So it was May 20th they came out with it. It's translucent. It is. No, it's amazing. It's a great beer. Like, I was... I took it... I had to have two. My sister had three. But I was driving, so I had two. Responsible. So responsible. But I looked at Untapped, and uh, according to Top Down, they don't like Untapped, But which is funny. It's just... Why is that? I don't know. I mean, I think some people don't like that app. And I said, well, I'm out of the app, too, but I just look at it. I wonder if Untapped is to these people like Yelp is for, for yeah, places pretty where, much. where all, they, all they really get from it is negative. Correct. And so uh, four out of five, there's only been two reviews on Untapped. This beer came out a month ago. Hmm. Wow. So we are tasting legend beer. Wow. I bet that we were the only podcast that has reviewed this beer. Correct. And shout out to uh, Top Down Brewery. Chad and Greg. Yes. And we'll be reaching out. I'm going to email them and just say thank you. Also want to mention thank you to our loyal sponsors, Merle Inc. and Signdog. Yeah, way to fit that in there. Good job. <laughs> um, you know, at least once each, each episode, I feel like. So um, that brings us to what I have spent a lot of time doing this week, and that is watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Uh, right so now, really, you've spent all week? No, I didn't say all week. I said a lot of time this week. I watched two movies this morning of Arnold. That you've never seen? Um, e- yes. No, one of them I'd seen, one I hadn't. I just had to go back and remind myself of one of them. I watched Commando this morning at 7 o'clock when I woke up. Never seen it before. Better oh, than a cup dude. of coffee. Oh, dude. Al- like, Alyssa Milano. Yeah. yeah. And how about, oh, my God, dude. When he... Like, that's when he's in his prime. It just absolutely ripped. Yeah. But, you know, like, not Conan ripped as far as, like, just stupid, like, way too big, looks awkward. He still always does. I mean, but when he started to get a little more, a little thinner, but still had the definition, he just looked like a savage. (laughs) Right? 
So the oh, I can't wait. It's basically I like, can't wait till I hear your top three. It's basically like Taken, the original <laughs> Taken, right? Oh, oh the original oh, Taken was dude, so I'm sorry. good. They're, they're all good. <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> all Arnold's we need, movies. Oh you're, no, you're saying the the Liam you know, Neeson the Taken. Taken. Oh yeah, oh, Liam Neeson. Is, we need to do uh, top three one time of just the top three of just movies that have sequels. So can I just interject like all right three, here? Like you, you know, like top three t- taken. There's three of taken. So I w- I was in uh, I was at Merle Inks Sunday night with Mr. Morgenthaler after a long weekend of baseball, oh, yes. asleep on the couch, one thirty in the morning. I it was, wasn't one thirty. It was one. No, it wasn't. It was twelve fifty eight. And it wasn't asleep. It was passed out. No. <laughs> I looked over and Mr. Morgenthaler was up, and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm watching John Wick 4. Uh, on your phone? The, no, on oh. the TV. 70, 75 inch TV. Maybe eighty inch downstairs. And that's the fourth time I've seen it. Wow. I, I took Rowan to the theater with Emmett. It was amazing. I haven't seen the fourth one yet. Have you seen all three? Yeah, you've so, seen one. Because one is a great movie. I've no, seen he's one, seen two, one, three. two okay. three. Okay. So Pat has seen John Wick one. That's it. And that's it. I mean, they're all good. They're all good. But if you've seen the first one, then you've seen the second and third. No, one. but the fourth is. They're all good. It, they're all good, but it's just the same. But, but you haven't the seen thing. the fourth. True. Yeah. Different story. So you were saying that we need to do a top three. That is. The top three like movie franchises or yes. the top three sequels? Ooh. No, the top three that have had sequels or top or one, two, three. Like, like are Mission we... Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. They've had seven. So we're not just it's judging. not just top three the like, Bourne movies. Yeah, the Bournes or the Harry Potters. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's no, gonna no they, Star Wars. They, I guarantee you no, that's gonna no, be yeah. those movies are but not like, very good. Fast and the Furious. Oh, there's some people who love those movies. Oh, they're, I love them. I love them all. You know who loves the Fast and the Furious movies that we work with that you'd be surprised by? Someone that Mr. Swap is related to. Guzik? Guzik. Really? He wow. loved Guzik. No way. He loves Sam Fast and, and the Jesse Furious? love Fast and the Furious. They went and saw Fast and the Furious X in the theaters. You're at, kidding. During me. COVID, they watched every single one of them. They were at home. I watched. I watched Fast Blue and the Furious. Wow! Yeah, I watched the first Fast and the Furious every year. Downstairs, it's so good. Turn it up loud. One of the guy guys in the movie isn't it Jesse? He's from Mount Vernon, right? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, real quick story. Oh, perfect. I'm coaching uh, with Gabby that first year with Nate, and we're sitting at uh, after a Mount Vernon tournament. And we're sitting at Fred Meyer in Mount Vernon, and he walks in. And I'm like, hey, do you know who that is? And they're like, no. I'm like, he is the original guy from Fast and the Furious. Mm. So Gabby walks up. She's the only one that's not afraid. And he's like, yes, that's true. And gets a photo. And then I hand her a $50 bill. I'm like, hey, yeah, you're the winner. I'll be damned. Ding. Because he's from, yeah, he's Mount Vernon. I don't remember his name in real life. Chad Lindbergh. Yes. Wow. Also in the bench warmers. He's he's been in a few different things. He's he's good. Um, well, let's get into our Arnold movies. Um, you know, they're 
there's so many there's so many Arnold movies that you just forget about, I feel like. And there there are still some I didn't end up getting to watch during this week that I was trying to fit them all in. So uh, hey, there, real quick. Well, I was though. gonna say the reason that we even thought yeah. about this is just that there's the documentary right now on Netflix called Arnold, and it's just fascinating to find out all that information out about him. I mean, you never know what someone's really like, even when they're doing this tell-all documentary. But, I mean, legitimately, he seems like he's a, a pretty good guy. As, like, obviously, he's had some womanizing issues, but, like, he seems like he's a generous guy, that he just, like, wants to be nice to people and treat them well, which I wasn't expecting to see that. So, real quick... Before this week, when we talked about it, yeah, did you have to watch like three or four of the movies because you've never seen them? Um, or yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you know the eighties, you you don't watch any of them. Well, it was a little. I'd already seen more of his oeuvre of movies, mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's easier instead of going with a scary movie category. I couldn't possibly watch. All of it. Right. Um, but when you focus on Arnold, I can pretty easily at least plow through his top five movies if I haven't seen something in this top five. Um, so that was helpful to me, being the person. So who, did that give you a different perspective um, on your top three? You know, remembering some of his action movies, uh, it pushed for me some of the more lighthearted films of his out, I would say, <laughs> because his action movies are just so good. Like he has this innate ability to weave these corny one-liners in there that are just hilarious. Like this morning at 8.30, I'm laughing on the couch because of how stupid the things are that they're saying in Commando. But like, they're perfect. Like if you didn't have all the funny things that he says in there, it would just be a weird, super violent movie that doesn't have a story to it. Yeah. And you remember The Simpsons had the action character that was kind of weaving through multiple episodes, McBain? I'm not a Simpsons guy. So 92, 93? Yeah. And McBain was kind of loosely based on kind of the Arnold persona where McBain would have these stupid one-liners <laughs> on in an action movie that the Simpsons were watching. Um and that's kind of become a formula for these these action movies is that that real monotone one-liner. Well, and it, it was something that I realized when I watched the documentary and then I when I watched some of these movies that like people needed to write a script for him that would fit with what he did well. If they're going to have him do tons of talking, probably is not going to be the best, but if they could fit in these one-liners, the only he can pull off, like that's a script for him and he'll do that well. Yeah. So when you saw the documentary, three parts. Yeah. Did you say, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at the part two when all of his movies came out? And say, I have not seen whatever movies. Well, yeah. So as they started to talk about some of them, I realized how many I hadn't seen, one of which is Conan. But I tried to watch that, and I found it like almost unwatchable. Okay. So what did you watch that you have not seen before the documentary? 
Um, Commando. Okay. Um, most of them I'd actually seen that you know I took the time to watch. Running, actually, man. Running Man. That was one I I couldn't I couldn't get. I was trying to that one, and then well, I don't want to give too many away right okay. now because we're gonna get to go our top three. Yeah. But uh, it was actually there was a weird. I kind of ran up against an issue where some of the movies, like I would have paid for them and rented them, like I did with Commando. But some of them I, c- I literally couldn't find anywhere to stream. I would have had really? to. I would have had to have bought the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Well, and I have a, f- a couple of them. If you yeah, want. I probably should have asked because <laughs> Running Man. It sounded like a super cool movie. So like, Running Man is my number three. Hey, let's go. Oh with that. yeah, tell, yeah. So tell us about Running Man. So it's. I believe it was made in the mid to late 80s, and it takes place maybe 30 years in the future, which makes it, you know, prior to now in in movie time. Yeah. Um, dystopian society, and the, the, um, the running man is like a reality show uh, where hired killers are trying to kill the running man. And so they get Arnold, and his character is in The Running Man. And the host of the show, Richard Dawson. Is from? Family Feud. Yes. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> so and, Arnold's and I, like You know what? Games, I didn't think about that until right now, actually. It's it's a great... Oh, it is. It's a great... I mean, if when you hear that plot... But don't it's you like just 1986? Somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's like, if you watch it now, it seems a little dated. But it was still like that plot. I mean, Squid Games, one of the most popular things yeah. recently on Netflix. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. What's that? Squid Games. You've never seen Squid Games? I have not. And you, you know, you talked about the Arnold one-liners. So in this one, Richard Dawson, who is like the the host of American game shows, does he hug a lot of women in, oh, the, in the movie? No. Not in the movie, but in <laughs> real life, he hugs yes. a lot of people. In, and do yes. you remember this, Morgie, where he said Arnold? You know, he's he's about to launch Arnold into the into the the game, and Arnold says, "I'll be back." Yeah, and he Ri- says that. Yes. yes, and Richard Dawson says, "Only in a rerun." Oh uh, <laughs> yeah! Oh yeah! Oh. So does no, this... I mean it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is. It's like a good fun. Like it would be fun rock to watch those. Yeah. Oh, in the basement. Absolutely. Anytime. Um. So he says, "I'll be back there" because that's a famous line from Terminator. Yeah. And you know what? I noticed it this morning when I was watching Commando. He says, "I'll be back in that movie as well." Is is it? Does he say that in all of his movies? And Richard Dawson, half drunk. Being, being the Richard Dawson he is, just looks right at him and says, only in a rerun. That's so perfect. But just seeing those scenes yeah. of that movie, when they go through the you know the tube and then come out and they're trying to, you know, they're surviving. That's a great movie. It's a, it's a really good movie. Oh, it's amazing. It was, it was close. So me. what's your number three? Yeah. So my number three is, you guys will not even, I mean, this is like from Arnold's documentary, part one, Pumping Iron. Oh, oh yeah. The it's original. It's super good. No, I mean, it's amazing. 
So I first saw it in like 1997 with a friend of mine who was older and was starting to get me into lifting weights. And it's amazing to see what he did and then also make fun of all the other guys. Yeah. Like he's the absolute alpha. Oh, dude. And he would like, and you're talking about the Incredible Hulk. At that time, Swappy, remember watching the Incredible Hulk? Oh, yeah. Lou Fregno. And he's killing him at bodybuilding. He's like, Lou, I'm six man, Mr. Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just killing it all the time. Like, it's crazy. He yeah. just made... He was awful, actually, to the, those guys. He was so arrogant. He was so confident. But he was seven-time Mr. Olympia. Yeah. I mean... And then those guys were just, you know, trying to do... Well, and, and Pumping Iron, if you watch the Netflix documentary... It was yeah. kind of a super important moment for him because it was. he was getting denied being the leading man for a lot of a lot of stuff. And after that it showed that he had a little more a little more essence to him. Yeah. So real quick on that, when you look at Arnold and you look at like the uh how the chests of them. Yeah. So we had a guy from uh Pacific. His name was Guy Takahashi. He could hold a pitcher of beer on his chest. Whoa. That he was so strong and his chest was so big. Oh. And he was like, he was amazing. But it was fun. Like, just seeing him, like, seeing a chest that big where it comes up and he would put a pitcher of beer there. That's wild. That's like an art. That's like an Arnold type. I'm not thing. sure if I'd want that. So, Rock, what's your number three? Number three, and it's tough between three and two for me. I felt like number one was pretty clear. Um, number three was Predator. Ooh, oh yeah. Baby. So, spoiler oh. alert: that's my number two. Okay. So we can we can yeah. So yeah. Predator, 1987. Um, one year before, <laughs> one year before I was born, Predator. Um. Uh, director was John McTiernan, uh, written in 1984. They originally called it Hunter. That was the original name for it when they wrote the movie. Um, cost it 15 million to make, but they grossed 98 million. And the cast in the movie, if you hadn't seen it, you'd be like, "Whoa, hey, that's the guy from from Rocky." Yeah, like Apollo Creed, also known as Carl Weathers. Apollo um, Creed's in it. Yep, and then. Jesse, the governor Ventura, and he comes up with some of the best lines in the movie. Oh, oh my god! I ain't got time to bleed. Yes, that was one. I was watching this so morning. When did, so, is this when's the first time you've ever watched it? It was a while ago. It was long enough ago that I was actually a little freaked out watching it because I mean it's because you weren't born horror. yet. When right. I, was, I don't remember the first time, but I watched it this morning. And the the creature, when you finally see the predator with his face off, is pretty freaky looking. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, at one point, the the lady looks at him and says, "You're or the other guy. You're hit. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed." 
Oh, it's so good. Oh, dude, so how good. is Jesse Ventura go from WWE to all these and then be governor of Wisconsin? So It's a wild ride. So we have two future governors in that movie. Oh, wow. Arnold and Jesse the Body Ventura. And I feel like Carl Weathers, out of all of them, maybe is the most likely to have become one. Maybe the best actual candidate yeah. for political office. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I was thinking about mm. like why this was my top three, um, they do such a good job of like making him look super fierce in that movie. Like he he's his most intense, I feel like. He's got a lot of like grit and dirt on him. He's leading this group of uh like, like special ops. Special ops to defeat these gorillas. And it turns out that like Carl Weathers just totally screwed him over. Um that he's he's got him in the middle of this thing. And uh and one by one the predator starts taking him out. And if you haven't seen it, basically the predator is like this alien species from another Another world, which is what alien means, obviously. And uh, like he's just, he likes to hunt. Like he's trying to hunt people. And he kind of realizes it because they've got this woman captor of theirs. And he like won't, won't touch her because she's not sport for him. And so it's just, it, you know, at the end, um, I don't want to spoil it all, but basically he has one of the main features of the predator is he sees like this like heat vision so he can see people's heat signature and Arnold's able to like foil that basically they're trying to get to the get to the choppa which is one of the lines that comes from this for Arnold he at one point says to I think the lady or someone get to the choppa and so that's become another (laughs) big line for him that's pretty good it is um and then his other big line is after at one point they shoot at him the predators left this like glowing green blood on plants and when they figure that out arnold just goes if it bleeds we can kill it oh so good oh, I love oh that movie. my gosh and and that is you know it's a good movie it's a franchise there's like five movies in it well and the but set, the, the, for, that's the the original the setting is very important I mean, they film it in this... I don't know where they filmed it, but it's in like a dense jungle. Yep. So the the way they film it, it's very kind of claustrophobic. It's almost part of uh, the scary movie genre. It is. Hey, and we got... Hate to get sidetracked here. Tons of feedback on the scary movie genre. Oh, yeah. We have to do some... uh... We'll have to do that in the next podcast. Uh, we're going to have to do like a movie marathon at some point and watch a bunch of these. And maybe that isn't a secret podcast, but it could be a little But even just night. rocks staying the night over here and watching a couple movies. Oh, am I invited over? <laughs> oh, yeah. We actually got a text a little bit ago from a loyal listener that said, Ruck needs to watch more movies. Yes. <laughs> like, wait. Did that in person- general. <laughs> oh, man. I know that. I mean, so number two, number two for you. Oh, I right. just changed it because everyone has it. I just feel better because it was. I was. It was close. There was all these movies that we talked about. So now I'm changing it because I love the movie that you just said. Predator. But, yeah, 
Uh, I'm that going, was your number two? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you can it, skip it, your number one. If no, you it kind of is, but there was like, there's like three movies that are my number two. Okay. So I'm, you know, we've talked about that. I'm going Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. That's my number two. Man. I didn't, like, I didn't no, even think of that. No, one. dude. I looked at all these movies and I'm like, oh, dude, that changed. Like, when you see him go in and lay down and he's getting, like, the best experience for, like, five grand. His mental, he's, he's, he's going to go there and have fun. Sharon Stone in her prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a side note, I met her in LAX. And we'll talk about that on the secret podcast. Somewhere right now, Sharon Stone is saying in a podcast, I met Mr. Morgenthaler at That's LAX. Correct. Absolutely. At she, LAX. She's nice looking in the movie. No, yeah. And said hi to her. And she said hi to me. <laughs> so she knows me. <laughs> but Total Recall, like just the whole dynamic of the mental aspect. Hmm. Where you're, have you seen Total Recall? It's my number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about it whenever you're done. Okay. So I changed it because it was going to be the uh, Predator. Okay. But it's all, like, I have three of them that are right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a Predator, Commando, and Total Recall were just, yeah. Yeah. Commando was close after watching it this morning. If I'd known about it before today, or I'd seen it before today, it might have been in... Oh, it's amazing. And then the guys that are the evil guys. Remember the guy that's the bald guy? Yeah. That always, like, he had her. You know, and he's like, don't kill her. He was, I mean, he was evil. The whole genre, they just, they had the best evil guys, (laughs) and it was just the best time in yeah. movies. It was really yeah. ha- easy to hate those guys. So, so Total Recall number yeah. 2. Tell us more. Well, um there I don't know if I can say this, but that's the movie that there's a person that has three boobs. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that until I saw it. And again. when we're young, that would that kind of that it's was weird. Kind of titillating <laughs> for ba- lack of a better word. Hey, more's better. And then just the whole thing about him, maybe. <laughs> I, I I was trying to be nice. Well, titillating it is titillating. It, 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 it's it a real fits. word. Yeah. Okay, I know. I know mm-hmm. it's a real word. Mm-hmm. I did know. That. <laughs> Rock. I did know. <laughs> but just like the whole uh, like mental, the mental game, and now you start watching some movies. In series now where they're doing that same thing. Like they're mentally changing you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, this uh, Total Recall was based on a short story from Philip K. Dick. Ooh. One of the great science fiction writers yep. of our age. Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Um, Is he related to Grady Dick? No, but one of his great short stories is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Correct. Which became Blade Runner. That is correct. Yeah, so like a lot of our famous science fiction stuff um, has come from him. 
Um, he's big time. So like there was Blade a series Runner. in the past on Amazon that was Man in the High Castle that mm-hmm. is Philip K. Dick as well. Um, Minority Report, I believe, is also Ooh, him. Minority Report. And that was supposed to be a sequel originally to Total Recall. And they were going to have Arnold be in it. And it ended up not going that way. And ended up with Tom Cruise and then Spielberg. And then it wasn't Tom a Cruise to is it. better. Well, whatever. Tom Cruise uh, is never better than Arnold. Well, yeah. you know what? He's better at Minority Report than Tom, Tom Cruise could yeah. fit in a duffel bag that Arnold Schwarzenegger uses to board a plane. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, the short story was called We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. Um, That's right. Yep. And uh, basically, it's like Douglas Quaid, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, he's having these like dreams that he is on Mars with his wife. And so he's like, he's trying to, he's trying to fulfill his dreams. And he goes to, I forget what they call. Oh, they recall is the name of the place where he's going to get these memories implanted into himself to have this amazing adventure on Mars. And the last little bit after they, they say, Oh, you can go to all these planets. And he's, he's like, no, I'm going to Mars. And the guy's like, fine, like 900 credits. Let's do it. He's like, you could be someone else. You could be a spy, a secret agent. And he's like, that's what I want to do. Done. And so he gets these memories implanted and he ends up realizing that's actually what he is. He's a secret agent from Mars and he's trying to take down this like shadow organization that's actually running the government there through this dictator. Um, so the dictator yeah, at the show... Swappy, you know him too. He's like a bald guy. Yeah. He's been in a lot of shows. All the bad guys yeah. are bald. Oh. Well, I couldn't figure out what else I'd seen him in, but I've seen Dude, him in a he's lot of been stuff. A, oh, yeah. He's. Uh, I should have looked that up. Um, so there's a couple parts that were awesome. So one is they're going up an elevator and he's holding the bad guy by the arms and the elevator rips his <laughs> arms off and Arnold's left with his arms in his hand and he throws him down the chute after him and he goes, I'll see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> oh. How about when they're drilling through the bottom of the, you know, the secret area? Yeah. With all the people that are... Uh, Martians? Yeah, maybe. Different legs... They have all that. But when at the bottom of, you know, they're, it's about ready to blow up. Okay. I don't know if I totally remember this part. Or I don't remember the details of it very well. He's hiding. Arnold is. Yeah. In the movie. Okay. What happens? No, in the bottom, you know, like they're in the, they're in the depths of, um, Mars. Okay. And, they they meet all the people that have been living there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, just him trying to make it out? Like he's trying to escape? Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to escape. Uh, so, But just meeting all those people that have lived there, and then the oxygen shuts down. Right, right. So there's, an, there's another part uh, where talking about Sharon Stone, Arnold kills her. They're married. And she's trying to she's trying to kill this like 
I think she's actually a prostitute, um, who Arnold ends up like they're working together to throw overthrow the government. And Sharon Stone, um, as Arnold wakes up, pulls his gun on her and she's like, Oh honey, like you wouldn't do that. Like we're married, like no way. And as she starts to pull her gun out, he just shoots her right in the head. And he's she's just reminded him they're married, and he goes, "Consider that a divorce." <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah, man! No. I mean, I know exactly. Oh that part. my gosh! So hey, when? Oh. So before we do our number one, should we talk about some honorable mention? Oh yeah. So oh, do we already know what's our number? I one? I think we probably all have the same number one. Okay. Yeah. So honorable mention. Conan, yeah, remember. Uh, so that's what eighty three. Oh man, Grace Jones. So I didn't. I don't. I never. I watched it once. Wilt Chamberlain was yes. in it. Really? Yep. Yes. He's huge. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. I love that movie. It could. Tara made my thinks top three. that's her number one. It oh my god. So, Tara Starkovich says Kindergarten Cops are number one. But like Tara, that's the movie where get off. <laughs> that's the movie where he's in front of the class and he goes, uh, "Tell me about your parents and what they do." And then they say something and they don't understand it. And then someone says something about something being a tumor. And he, that's when he goes, that's it's not a, a tumor. <laughs> and that that's rock when he was nine. Yeah. <laughs> True Lies. Yeah. That was one of the movies I couldn't stream. I've never seen it, and I couldn't watch it. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Awesome. They both, I think, were spies. Yeah. and and they But they didn't know that the other one was a spy. Yes. And then they finally, at the end, get it, and they're like, oh, my God, you're... So And I'm, I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis, you're married to Schwarzenegger. How do you not know he's a spy? Well, so, like, isn't her... Or isn't she cheating on him? And she he goes to take to figure out like who is who's the guy that's cheating on oh, her maybe. with him, and then ends up discovering this like plot that he has to overthrow. Um. So Commando, we've already talked about Last Action Hero. Yeah, haven't seen it, but that's one of those ones that was super. Supposedly, mixed. it's really good. You, have you seen it? No. Well, I have, but twenty five years yeah. ago. How about Twins? That was one I wanted to see too. With DeVito. Yeah. How was that? Red. Have you seen it? Well, it's kind of a one trick pony. Yeah. I mean, because they're not twins. Because when you think about like Arnold movies, yeah. I don't think about twins, you know, these uh, kindergarten cop. I want like Terminator. I want Running Man. I want all those Commando. Yeah. Because so that's what, what he was. Like, he was a monster. So what's our number one? Well, well hey, real quick. I have, I have a question, Red too. Heat. I was going to ask you about that. That was one that came up, and it sounded so like So Red Heat plot. is a good movie. Not like our he, number one, but Red Heat. Is that with uh, Bridget Nielsen? Yes. Oh. Like, I, he's like a I Russian just, spy, maybe? Can I just go from Bridget Nielsen to one of the best Stallone movies? And we need to do top three Stallone movies. That's oh, true. That's yeah. true. Super underrated movie that sucked but was awesome at the same time. Cobra. Oh, yes. And he's got the toothpick. I haven't yes. seen Cobra. I'll have to watch it. Do yourself oh, a favor and watch Cobra. Cobra's good. Oh. So um, there was another movie. And I don't know if it was Raw Deal or 
There was one, or maybe it was Red Heat. Oh, Rod where, Deal. Maybe where he's with Jim uh, Jim Belushi. Rod Deal. Maybe was that it? Yeah. Um, that looked interesting. And but then Red Heat. Yeah. You know, he made the most amount of money, I believe, with his Batman and, and Robin, like. Mr. Really? Freeze appearance. He made like thirty million for that. So movie. I looked. I didn't even put that those on are there. stupid. But all well, the yeah, no, that's not good. Stupid. But no. like, I he you made know a what? Ton of money. That gets an F. <laughs> yeah, zero. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Moore, we get F. <laughs> so what's uh, our number one? For for me, it's Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yours is Terminator Two. Two. Your guys keep is, talking. Your guys, I assume, must must be something different. I'm assuming you must be going to the first one, Terminator so, One. I Terminator mean, One, yeah, because it it didn't happen unless you had that. Maybe I mean, Terminator One is amazing. Um, Talk about Terminator Two. Okay, so Terminator Two, um, it almost wasn't gonna be made. Um, it was a film that they weren't sure would happen because I think there were some issues with the studios and funding it. And so when they finally got it approved and said, Hey, we're going to make this. Um, I think it was, they were going to actually use John McTiernan from the previous movie I had mentioned, which was our um, predator. And they were going to have him make it with a different studio. The studio goes bankrupt and they end up allowing the studio that um, Arnold had worked with previously to like take it over um and so james cameron then gets brought back in who made the original like it was going to be made without james cameron the second one and he gets it and has to write it film it and edit it in one year so he doesn't even have a script and they do it um there's there's so many amazing parts of just how it was made um but like just tech technologically even like the guy who ends up being the bad guy, which is not Arnold in this case, in the first one, Arnold's the bad guy. He's like liquid metal. And they weren't sure that they could do that. But originally when James Cameron made The Abyss, they had like this liquid creature going into their submarine that they're in. And that was how they knew that they could do it. But the guy that was that guy... Yeah. He's been in. He was in Copland. Yeah, R- uh, Swappy. Uh, Copland. So acor- of- according to the uh, Oregon buddies, uh, they think that the Cortez is Copland because me and you get to do whatever we want. So his name is Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, and he was in Copland. He was in Die Hard Two. Yes, he was in Charlie's Angels, hey, the reboot. Dude, he was he was so scary. He did. Dude. He was a guy. He was that, good. Like okay, remember so just the the the, ele- the elevator? Yeah. When he so the opening scene, it just shows you how. So like whenever. So I haven't Arnold, watched this movie. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but it's been it's been thirty five years. Yep. Was the opening scene the kid riding on the bike trying to get away from? No. No. When I mean, he goes, that's a little further. Okay. Into in it. the show. So the opening scene, it kind of sets the stage for just how amazing James Cameron is as a director and how Arnold's best movies are always with him. Um, in the opening scene, Arnold like appears in this magical ball. And instead of just having that appear out of nowhere, it appears right between these semis and it 
like shears off part of the semi, just like into smithereens. And you're looking and you're like, wow, part of this, this semi has been like cut away. He walks into this biker bar and just walks up to the biggest dude there and says, I need your clothes and your boots. And the guy puts out his cigar right in his <laughs> chest. And then it's on. And everybody's going at him, stabbing him, all this kind of stuff. He eventually goes in the back room. He tries to pull a gun. He just rips it out of his hand. And the guy's like, here, take everything. So he gets out to the bike. And then the owner of the bar comes out with his shotgun, shoots one in the air and goes, you're going to need to get off the bike. And he just slowly turns around, walks up to it, rips it out of his hand, and then takes his sunglasses and puts them on and leaves. And the key part about that is he doesn't kill anybody. But see, that's the deal. So number two, he's not killing anyone because he's a good guy. Because yeah, he's, he's trying guy. to save. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in the very opening scene, the ball of light appears with now the bad guy, and he stands up and he looks around. He hides. This police officer comes looking for him, and he immediately kills him with his like liquid metal arm that jabs yeah. through him and takes all of his stuff. So within the first like ten minutes of the show, we see bad guy. Good guy sets the stage. Like, so what it was amazing. So what year was two? Uh, ninety two, I believe. Okay, because number one was like eighty five, six. Yeah. Hey, can I go special shout out to yeah. the song from Terminator Two? You could be mine. Oh yeah, Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, baby. And it was off the... when they're when they're riding the motorcycle. Oh. So there and her mom. I mean, imagine the mom in a halfway house. Yeah, and then seeing him coming, and she thinks he's she's trying. He's gonna kill her. Do you remember how ripped Linda Hamilton was? Oh yeah, and he's mar- you know who she's married to? James Cameron, isn't she? Yeah. Well, I'll say Linda Hamilton got ripped just for that. She went through real life weapons training with an Israeli commando called Uzi Gal. Not not making that up. Three hours a day, six days a week for thirteen weeks. She learned judo, became an ace marksman, and learned how to pick locks. Fact. She is just ripped in that movie. Yeah. I had no idea that Arnold movies were gonna take us hey, down this hey, rabbit hole. Well, hey, <laughs> and Arnold too. The son, Edward Furlong. Yeah, he's not doing well. Oh, the guy who plays John Connor. Didn't he die? Well, okay. So this brings me to kind of the final thing that I wanted to mention in T two is that Edward Furlong was actually just a random kid at the Pasadena Boys Club who was like, you know, helping these kids who were like on tough times. And they originally wanted this kid that we would all recognize, but he was doing a different movie. And so they were like, we need a kid who's streetwise. And so they just picked this random kid out of the club, and he is he is John Connor. Oh, man. A, a little we only special guest like, appearance, We maybe? only got like 20 minutes, bud. <laughs> <laughs> we got a special guest appearance. He's yeah. trying to get us Let's out of, get, get hey, us out of on, our hey. podcast. Get down here. I mean, it's all set up if you want to join us. All you got to do is put on a set of headphones. Just walk behind here. Don't worry. We can edit all this out. Good. Nobody wants to listen to me. Well, you just, you were on there. Sit down. Put those headphones on. You can even, you can at least listen. Hand me that beer. 
But just know if you if you speak into that microphone. Actually, you should test it just so we know. Uh, we're talking about our top Arnold movies. Would you like to tell us about your top Arnold movies? No. <laughs> it's on. It's working. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's, let's go. go. Hey, what's your number one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Wait, hold up. Before we get into this, we just had someone walk into the middle of our set and put something really important in the middle of our set here at Yellow Dog Studios. And that was Andy Morgenthaler. Second, second guest, unexpected guest, uh, Andy Morgenthaler. Before you uh, go, before the rest of the guys go, what is your, your number one Arnold movie? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix, first of all? No. Get closer to the mic, please. No, I have not. Even closer would be good. <laughs> there you <laughs> there, go. There's a struggle. So the other Mr. Morgenthaler just came in and dropped a handle yeah. of Evan Williams right, right, in, right in the middle of the Yellow Dog studio. Uh, Can we say that? Uh, yes. Okay. I think maybe a birthday gift from last week. Uh, Uncle Andy is a legend in the Yellow Dog Studios. He's been here forever, but not been here. First time. I have no idea what that just meant. <laughs> yeah. It's provocative. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's get this train back on the track. Okay, so Andy, hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to talk, our number one. Well, good. we have to do our number one. So, so our number one. Say, feel free to comment. The original Terminator. Yes. 100%. I don't, I don't even know what we need to say about it that hasn't been said. Like I mean, 1995 85? or 85, 84. Uh, just scary. You just listed a number of years. I know. <laughs> it is 1984. Um, and it was. It was scary. Uh, so Arnold in that one was the villain. There was a guy played by Michael Bean that was trying to help. Trying to help her. Yes. And she thought he was crazy. He was from the future. Um, That's number one. Yeah. It's the greatest Arnold movie there was. Nothing more to say. Wow. No. Well, I have... just, what, what about just like when you're sitting there watching the movie and then they have that extra music like you know when he's he's waiting to come get you <laughs> what do you call that i don't know but when you did that i just got chills mood music yes i mean <laughs> yeah do you I, remember at the end of that when like they thought he had been destroyed and like his skeletal robotic stuff came out right yeah just dove um, you know, there's a couple things that still I think would lead me to say that T2 Judgment Day is better. One of those things is in that movie, the the bad guy cop is able to replicate anyone he wants to. He can copy them. Fun fact, all those people that we see that are copies are actually twins. Linda Hamilton has a twin. Did you know that? No way. Yeah. There's what? seriously? Yeah. It's wild. So they just, they didn't even like do any sort of like special effects like we'd be used to today. They just only did that with people who had twins. I'll be damned. Um, 
And then the other thing, Billy Idol was supposed to be the bad guy in that movie. He would have been a way better bad guy than... Honestly, he would have been yeah. so freaky. Billy oh. Idol? Not to be confused with Billy Eilish from earlier. <laughs> Billy spelled differently in that case. So we're talking about some bands, Andy, that you're afraid to say that you like because you're embarrassed. Like mine was Backstreet Boys. He was Billy Eilish. I would just like to say that this is a really tough spot that we're putting Andy in, uh, making yeah. this stuff off this, off the top of his no, head. He's doing great. Do you have anything you want to say, Andy? Make sure you get nice and close to that mic whenever you think of something. No, hey, he's doing great. So, um, anything else we want to say about Arnold movies? I mean, it was basically a genre that he invented, like kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop. It's not a tuma. <laughs> it's not a tuma. Uh, yeah, I, we were saying that. Kindergarten Cop, I think, is honorable mention. It's Ast- one of his top movies. Astoria, Oregon. Yep. Is that where that was filmed? Yeah. Yeah. Along and with the Goonies. Holly and Megan are right there right now. Are I they had, really? Cannon Beach? Yep. I had no idea. I'll be damned. I can't wow. believe you guys don't like twins. Oh. I've never seen it. You, is that one of your top movies? You like that? No. You just think that they're freaks that I they would like that. I just think that these two would be big fans of twins. <laughs> big guy, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, Andy, this is what we need. This kind of energy that just makes fun of these guys. I'm not very good at making fun of them. Well, any final comments before I close it out? Andy, Pat, Jason. Well, hey, thanks for cousin Andy to show up late. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that was a special highlight tonight. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? I would have brought you Jack, but you don't like it. Oh, all right. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, that's it for another episode from the. Yeah. Do we have something to add? No. I think Uncle Andy would love a special podcast and like sit here and talk. Oh, I think yeah. it would be good. Uh, like, oh, you got the next episode. Guest. We're going to have a special guest, and it's Uncle Andy. Yeah. I mean, I think if he's prepared for it, he'll be good. I agree. What you are know. we going to talk about? We had some good ideas today, so we'll see if one of those ends up being the top, top three for next week, which who knows when next week will be, because we're about to go bye-bye for a while. I'm going to Australia. And you are? And Hawaii. I so think. you've already... Made the ticket. You know, you bought a plane ticket. Th- there's a lot of issues with that currently. That I'll you didn't buy a plane ticket. You're going I, to. I, ho- I, I'm going. I I will. But be you going. haven't bought a ticket yet. That's not relevant. In a week. Yep. But you didn't buy a plane. I, ticket. I don't have plane tickets currently in my possession. <laughs> Whatever. There's. I'm getting a lot of judgment here, and I think everybody else has got some important things they're doing. Going to Lake Ponderay. Blah 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 blah. Right. It's Ponderay River. It's not Lake Ponderay. Whatever. Who cares? Lake Ponderay it's not like I've been there, so it's a fake place. Fake place. Just lives in it's your imagination. It's a fake place. Yeah. Fake news. You're just gaslighting everybody. All righty. Well, it's been another excellent uh, episode from the View from the Rock podcast. Uh, don't forget to find us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can listen to your podcast. We'll see you when we see you. Uh,